Shalom and welcome to the One God Report podcast. This is Bill Schlegel. Let me first give a shout out and thanks to Dave in Massachusetts for his encouragement and support. Thanks a lot, Dave. This podcast is When and How the Trinity Was Revealed. I didn't know this as a Trinitarian Bible college teacher. I didn't know what the scholars were saying about when and how the Trinity was revealed. So in some ways, I'm speaking to my younger self, somebody like me, that thinks that the Trinity was revealed or is revealed in the Bible. This is not what the biblical scholars say. They believe that that's sort of a simplistic, not real productive way to understand how the Trinity was revealed. They believe it was revealed in a different way. If you had asked me, you know, where's the Trinity revealed? In the Bible, I would have gone to a couple passages in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the grace of the Spirit be with you, where there's three mentioned in one verse, and I'd say, okay, that's God in three persons. But scholars like James White, who wrote The Forgotten Trinity, and Fred Sanders, who wrote The Triune God, explain that that's not how the Trinity was revealed. Now, like I say, I didn't know this. And I think if I would have heard them explaining how and when they believed the Trinity was revealed, it would have made me say, what? Really? That's how the Trinity and that's when the Trinity was revealed? If you happen to be a Trinitarian, do you know how and when the Trinity was revealed? Remember, these scholars, they say that the Trinity is not revealed either in the pages of the Old Testament nor in the pages of the New Testament. You can hear quotes on a recent podcast, Where is the Trinity in the Scriptures? Well, here is one quote from Fred Sanders' book where he quotes on page 89 an older, well-respected Trinitarian theologian named B.B. Warfield. Warfield wrote, We cannot speak of the doctrine of the Trinity as revealed in the New Testament any more than we can speak of it as revealed in the Old Testament. The Old Testament was written before its revelation, the New Testament after it. The revelation was not made in word, unquote. So, they admit that the doctrine of the Trinity is agraphon, not written. It's not right to say that the Trinity was revealed in the Old Testament, and it's not right to say that the Trinity was revealed in the New Testament. There's no statement describing that God is three persons in one, no apostle gave that description. Jesus did not describe God as a trinity. There is no description, revelation of the trinity in the Bible. These scholars say that. You can read their books. You can listen to a couple of the quotes I gave in the previous podcast. So how and when, according to these scholars, was the doctrine of the trinity revealed? Well, listen to James White in a lecture he gave. He's going to hold up a Bible and then point to the middle 
of the Bible, the gutter between the books of Malachi and Matthew, the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. Listen to James White. You have Matthew on one side, and you have Malachi on the other side. And so if you want to see where the doctrine of the Trinity is revealed, you ready? Look in the gutter right here between the pages. The gutter between the pages. That's where the Trinity is revealed. So he says that the doctrine of the Trinity was revealed right here in the gutter between the pages, right between the Old Testament and the New Testament. I have to admit, the first time I heard that, I was wondering, what is he talking about? Is he saying that the doctrine of the Trinity was revealed in the Hasmonean period? Or I was teaching Bible geography, history, Hebrew language, etc. So I was thinking of a historical way. I was thinking when, because between the Testaments, intertestamental period, I think, wow, that's quite a statement. Where is it in in the Second Temple period literature where God spoke and revealed himself as triune? But that's not what he meant. What he meant was this, that God as a trinity was not revealed until after Pentecost. Let's just say that Jesus was put on the cross in 33 AD, and then 50 days later is Pentecost. So he's saying that the doctrine of the Trinity was not fully revealed until Pentecost of 33 AD. And then, after that, all the New Testament books were written. So the doctrine of the Trinity was revealed after the Old Testament prophets, but before the New Testament was written. The doctrine is not revealed by or in any of the New Testament books. So then the idea is that all the Christians already knew that God was triune. And that's why we don't have a description of God as being triune in the New Testament. Because everybody already knew it. Nobody had to explain it to them. Paul can write to the Corinthians And the Corinthians already know that God is triune. Or Peter can stand up at Pentecost. That's the time when Peter understood, according to James White and Fred Sanders and Trinitarian scholarship, that's the time when people understood and knew that God was triune. So this is why we're not going to find a description of God being triune in the New Testament. According to Fred Sanders, you can't just rifle through the supposed Trinitarian text in the New Testament and see that God's a trinity. He says that's not going to work. By the way, that's one of the reasons he's written his book is because more and more each of these passages that Trinitarians claim show that God is a trinity, each one is being understood and explained in a better way. So Fred Sanders is saying, oh, we can't do that. We can't just go through these few scattered passages in the New Testament and say, oh, see, God's a trinity. Now, actually, that's exactly what James White does in his book or tries to do. But Fred Sanders is saying, no, we got to get over that. We can't just go to Matthew chapter 28, 19. And we can't just go to 2 Corinthians 13, 14. We can't just look in the Old Testament. God said, let us make man in our image. We can't do that, is what Fred Sanders says. Because the doctrine of the Trinity is not explained in the New Testament. And we look like dunces if we try and squeeze the Trinity out of these few scattered passages. 
Okay, so that's the first thing to understand. It's very important. According to these scholars, the Trinity is not revealed in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's not described. It's not directly described in the words of Scripture and presented to us saying, God is triune, right? You don't have a chapter on the Trinity in the book of Romans, or Jesus doesn't give the description of God as three persons in the Sermon on the Mount. There's nothing like that in the Bible. And according to these scholars, there's a reason for that. So how was the Trinity revealed? Fred Sanders puts it very clearly on page 69. According to his understanding, he says, the Trinity was revealed when God the Father sent the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he calls these missions. He says it was in the missions of God sending the Son and God sending the Holy Spirit that now we can understand that God is really a trinity, tri-personal, that he's three persons in one being. That's when the trinity, and that's how the trinity was revealed, according to Trinitarian scholars. Now, I don't, like I say, I don't think that this is the understanding of the average pastor or the average Christian. I did not know this, and I was a professor in an evangelical Christian college. I did not know this. I thought I could go to the Bible and show you, yeah, here's God as a triune being in that passage, or in this passage. Or really, the, the way that it, it's done is you say, well, God is the Father, and somehow Jesus is also God, and somehow the Spirit is also God. So we know there's only one God, so that's three in one. That's really the way most people think. But they don't understand that that revelation of God as tripersonal, according to Trinitarian scholars, did not come until Pentecost in 33 AD. James White says the same thing in his videos. In his book, he's a little more hesitant to talk about the Holy Spirit and Pentecost being necessary for understanding who God is. Instead, he focuses on the idea of the deity of Jesus. Here's what he says on page 10 of his book. He says, The Trinity is the highest revelation God has made of himself to his people. Interesting that he doesn't just say that God revealed themselves as a trinity. He's mixing up the who's and the what's again here because God is not he. God is they, if you believe that there's three persons in God. But then he says, quote, God revealed this truth that he's triune about himself most clearly and most irrefutably in the incarnation itself. When Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, took on flesh and walked among us, that one act revealed the Trinity to us in a way that no amount of verbal revelation could ever communicate. Unquote. See what White is insisting? No amount of verbal communication. It doesn't really matter what the scriptures say to James White. He's going to believe the Trinity anyway. He's acknowledging here that the triune God is not verbally described in the Bible. Instead, the apostles, Paul, they knew that God was triune after they understood that God had been incarnated in Jesus and that God sent the Holy Spirit. That's how and when the Trinity was revealed, according to the 
Trinitarian scholars. And according to them, that's why we don't have any description of God being triune in the New Testament. The authors of Scripture simply didn't need to write it down or explain it. Everybody already knew it. This is their explanation. I remember reading this explanation in a huge book by a guy named Gordon Fee. He was writing about the Apostle Paul. And he wrote how Paul didn't need to describe who God was, tri-personal, because his listeners already knew it. And I was thinking, what? (laughs) That's really a strange idea. I would just like to make a few comments about how lacking or unconvincing or terrible an explanation of the biblical record that that idea is. If the God who said, I brought you out of Egypt, you shall have no other gods besides me, and these are singular personal pronouns. But if that God who said, there is no other beside me, later in history, hundreds of years after Israel has been in existence and put out of their land because of idolatry, if that God now revealed himself to be triune in the so-called incarnation and then in the coming of the Holy Spirit in 33 AD, that is a revolutionary change to monotheism. Trinitarian scholars say the triune God was revealed progressively, not all at once. According to them, Israel, actually all humanity, didn't find out that God was triune right away. The triune personality of God was revealed progressively or later. But this is not just a small mutation or an adjustment of who God is. This is a fundamental, gigantic change in who the God of Israel is. So would we not expect Jesus, the apostles, Peter and John and Paul, to explain this to us in the scriptures? If it's not until 33 AD that we are to understand that God is triune, we should see it in our revelatory record from the Apostle Peter and from Paul and from John and all the rest of the apostles. This should have been the first thing they would have addressed. Would this not have been the very first topic that Peter would have addressed in his sermon in Acts chapter 2? Instead, in Peter's sermon, after the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles, upon the believers, he stood up and said, Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. And he goes on to say how Jesus was put to death, but that God raised him from the dead. This Jesus, God raised up, and of that we are witnesses, Peter says. And then he says, Let all the house of Israel know, therefore, that now we know that God is triune. No, he didn't say that, I'm sorry. But that's what James White and Fred Sanders want me to believe. 
but I can see it in black and white. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36, after the Holy Spirit came upon the believers, Peter says, Let all the house of Israel therefore know assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Unquote. God made Jesus Lord and Christ. This is what Peter was preaching at Pentecost. If there's any place we would see the new understanding of who God is, if it's in the incarnation of one member of the triune God and the sending of the Spirit of God, it's the book of Acts, the historical record of how the apostles understood that coming. Peter says absolutely nothing about God being triune. Instead, he preached that the Christ, Jesus, had been put to death and that God raised him from the dead and has exalted the man, Jesus Christ, to God's right hand. Another thing we would see, if these apostles now understood that God was triune and that they were explaining that or they believed it, there would be no end of opposition to such a claim from unbelievers, from religious leaders. It would have been easy to condemn these apostles as teachers of a God whom their fathers had never known. Instead, there is not a whisper of any kind of opposition that God was triune. Matter of fact, we know what the opposition was saying, again, by reading the book of Acts. For instance, when the apostles were describing the man, Jesus Christ, being raised from the dead, that God was at work through the man, Jesus Christ. The priests sent officers to arrest the apostles. Why? Because they were preaching a triune God. What were the priests annoyed at? In Acts chapter 4, verse 2, it doesn't say that the priests were annoyed that the apostles were preaching a triune God. Acts chapter 4, verse 2 says they were annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead, unquote. Not a whisper of opposition to this new so-called revealed understanding of who God was. So the suggestion that God was revealed to be triune in the supposed incarnation and sending of the Holy Spirit contradicts the explicit historical record of the book of Acts, not the least of which is the sermon Peter gave right at and following Pentecost. Another failure of this interpretation that God was only known to be triune after the incarnation and the sending of the Spirit at Pentecost is it entirely ignores the work of God through his Spirit throughout all the Old Testament. The Spirit of God was working in creation. The Spirit of God came upon the judges of Israel. The Spirit of God came upon Saul. The Spirit of God came upon David. The Spirit of God came upon the prophet Elijah and the prophet Elisha and the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Jeremiah. The work of God's Spirit is seen throughout all of the Old Testament. The coming of the Spirit of God at Pentecost it's not something that all of a sudden describes to us a 
that God is another person. Peter certainly didn't interpret it that way. And another reason why this idea that the triune nature of God was revealed only in the incarnation and the sending of the Spirit, this idea, it really takes a low view of Scripture. The apostles were lousy teachers. If they believed that the so-called incarnation of God the Son and the sending of the Spirit was revelation that God was triune, three persons in one, they forgot to say it. They simply did not explain it. They simply did not testify to it. They're lousy teachers. This is a very low view of Scripture. Scripture is now relegated to a very low position, as it is not revealing to us who God is. As I mentioned, James White says, He doesn't think the verbal revelation of who God is is necessary. And here's how Fred Sanders puts it in his book on page 90. He says, The doctrine of the Trinity is more fundamental and more comprehensive than the doctrine of Scripture. Unquote. See, to him it doesn't matter. Our doctrine is superior. It's more authoritative than the scripture. So this idea that the doctrine of the Trinity was revealed in the sendings of the Son, in the missions of the Son and the mission of the Holy Spirit, and that it's not described in the Bible, is a claim that the doctrine of the Trinity is greater than the doctrine of scripture. Another reason why this idea that the triune God was revealed only in the missions of the Son, why this idea is faulty, is that in none of the cases where God, the Son of God, and the Spirit of God are mentioned together in a passage in the New Testament, do we have any of those persons describing that they are three persons in one being? In many ways, James White and Fred Sanders are targeting modalism. They want to emphasize that the Father is not the Son, that Jesus is just simply not another mode in which the one self God appears. So they're targeting modalism. But when you read their descriptions, it's like some kind of an amazing revelation that God the Father is a different person than the Son of God. It's like, uh, is that supposed to be some kind of great revelation that God is not the same person as the Son of God. The Father is not the same person as the Son of God. But there's never an explanation in these missions of the Son and the Spirit that they're the same being. For instance, they'll go to the baptismal event, which they really shouldn't, because this is not a revelation that these are three persons in one being, where Jesus Christ, the man, Jesus Christ, is baptized, and the Spirit is in the shape of a dove. The Father speaks. Now, are those three one being, one essence? That's actually preposterous because Jesus Christ is a human, is at least human flesh. I know they want to say he's not a human being, but he's flesh and the Father isn't, and the Spirit is in the form of a dove. So, all of these efforts, they're trying to somehow battle modalism. They want to be able to say that. 
the father and the son are different persons, and then somehow they got to make sure that the spirit can be described as a person as well. But in none of the cases of their supposed revelation of these different persons do we see that they're the same essence. Matter of fact, quite the opposite. What these scholars are doing is they're trying to come up with a reason why the triune nature of God is not revealed in the scriptures. And they just want to say that the Old Testament was looking forward to it and the New Testament was looking back at it. But neither Testament described God as a triune being. Therefore, the people that wrote the New Testament simply already knew that God was a triune being. That's why they didn't have to explain it. That's why you don't have chapters after chapters describing that God is triune in the book of Romans. Everybody just knew it already. And that's why Paul could say in his last verse of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, that he could say, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Paul could say that because the people already knew that God was triune. He didn't have to describe it anywhere in First or Second Corinthians or in the book of Romans. And by the way, can you notice in that statement who God is? God is not a triune being in that statement. So God is the Father. And you know what? That's right. You don't even have to assume it. Because in places in the Bible, it says, the one God is the Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ is not God in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The Lord Jesus Christ is differentiated from God in the very passage of Scripture that James White and Fred Sanders think they see Jesus is God. But James White says Paul can write some triadic statement like that because the people already knew that God was triune. Paul didn't even have to explain it. What they're doing, they are beginning with their conclusion. And their conclusion is the Roman Byzantine creedal description of who God is. They're beginning with that conclusion, and then they want to go back and find some kind of clue or hint or scattered evidence to prove their conclusion. This is a classic example of circular reasoning, putting the cart before the horse. They're starting with the doctrine that God is triune, and they're going to go find it. They know they don't really find it in the Bible, but according to these Trinitarian scholars, their doctrine is greater than the biblical revelation. So like me, I have a feeling that most Christians would be surprised to learn that these reputable Trinitarian scholars believe that the Trinity is not revealed or described in the pages of the Scripture, and that the Trinity wasn't revealed until the coming of Jesus and the sending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So, Christian, did you know how and when the Trinity was revealed, and why neither Jesus nor any apostle ever described that God is triune? Do you find these scholars' explanation of how and when the Trinity was revealed convincing? Perhaps neither Jesus nor anyone else in the Bible described God as a tripersonal being or a trinity 
because he isn't a tripersonal being or a trinity. Perhaps the Trinitarian scholars have misinterpreted the coming of the Messiah Jesus and the sending of God's Spirit. Ishma'u anavim ve'yismachu, the humble will hear and rejoice.